0: It is a beautiful sunny day today. In the last week, we've had some really rather warm weather here in the UK. And with it has brought quite challenging circumstances for walking in, if you're not prepared for it. If you take the opportunity just to walk that little bit slower and when walking slower really notice what is going on around you. It is so astonishing what you can see. Welcome to Edge of the Hedge a monthly podcast guiding you in rekindling and nurturing your connection with nature through sensory exploration and contemplation. Episode 2 Mallows and Purple Hedgerows. I'm Hannah Sylvester, a herbalist and nature educator from Lincolnshire in the UK, and each month I'll be taking you on an audio journey, guiding you in awakening your senses and making connection with the more than human world. This month we'll be taking a walk along a hedgerow lined path, slowing the walking pace and noticing things perhaps otherwise unseen, and meeting a vibrant purple beacon. In the July hedgerow, the common mallow. I was planning to start recording this episode next to a hedge where I know that there's quite a lot growing of what I want to talk to you about this time. But by the time I got there, it was really hot. And I thought, you know what? I'm actually just going to carry on walking to a little spot that I know under some trees where I am presently isn't too far from where I started recording the last episode so I'm still here in Lincolnshire in the east of England and on one of my favourite walking routes the Viking Way I noticed a couple of weeks ago a few trees that I wanted to have a bit of a closer look at and on getting closer to them I realised that one wasn't quite as it seemed and in fact it was actually a blown-over sycamore tree and that sycamore tree when you walk past it looks as if it's just grown like any old normal sycamore tree really. But then when you reach closer to it, and it was only by walking slower that I noticed this, that I saw this upturned rootstock that had been there for quite some time really, it definitely wasn't new. And moving closer still, realized that the entire tree was actually still present. Just two-thirds of it lying flat along the soil. So presently where I am is sitting on one of the long upright branches that's lying parallel with the ground what I can see when I turn to my right is I'm looking down the trunk at the bottom of what was the rootstock of this tree and still is and I can see all the life that's still growing in the bottom of that tree trunk and actually I think there's rabbits down there too And then, when I turn to my left, it's as if I'm peering up through the branches, looking at these beautiful sycamore leaves with the sun poking through them and highlighting their structure and their veins. There's not a lot else under here, apart from some stinging nettles, the occasional rabbit hopping by. and it's surrounded by quite a busy road and passing aircraft above it is a remarkably cool and calm place to come and sit and you know when sometimes things fall over that's okay sometimes we don't need to fix them Sometimes they can carry on growing, but in a slightly different direction. And that's exactly what has happened with the sycamore tree. It's continued to grow and thrive. And there are plenty of branches still growing upwards too. But I'm really pleased that this has been left as it is. Because it really is of a haven really, and a place of complete peace, and shelter. I think I've cooled off enough now. I think I'm gonna grab my bag and make my way back along the path. and start to have a look at some of these beautiful mallows that I want to tell you about. This path that I'm walking along now to get back to you, Mallows, has been a real pleasure to walk along, because I don't have a garden or a yard where I live, my front door goes straight out onto the street, so my getting out there and spending time with nature is basically, largely, this hedgerow, but I do go elsewhere of course but to observe and notice how a hedgerow can change through the course of the year is a phenomenal thing and to notice what grows and what thrives at different points and how the colors change and how the foliage changes And then, in the midst of winter, how everything is just so stark and the skeleton of the summer sits there, waiting to grow its leafy muscle again. A little bit earlier on in the year, it was kind of all about the the cream flowers and the white flowers and yellow flowers and blue flowers and and it's you know that real kind of extraordinary spring flourish that you get when the soil starts to warm and the rains start to fall and now as we're tipping towards the end of July We're in this curious midpoint of nature starting to harden and stiffen and go to seed. Everything's turning to green and to brown and dying back. But you come across these flourishes. And what this part of the year to me means in terms of colour when you're walking whether it be in the countryside or in the suburbs or on wasteland and cities you have the green of the wild growth but then you have the purple these beautiful vibrant purples really match and go so well with the green. Right here I've reached the point that I wanted to talk to you about today. Where I'm standing is on a footpath. Quite close to a an ash tree. And this whole footpath is lined with a long hawthorn hedge. But on this little bit here, there's the hawthorn at the back and then we have some brambles that are starting to grow and then the sticky weeds, the goosegrass that's woven its way up through and clawed its way up through the hedge. But the most striking thing of all right now are the purple mallows. So, many of you will probably be familiar with marshmallows. You know, those sticky, gooey, semi-solid, chewy sweets that we eat as children or adults you can toast them over fires can't you? But did you know that actually the original flavoring for marshmallows came from an actual wildflower called, you've guessed it, the marshmallow. So the marshmallow has a Latin name of Althea, Althea officinalis. And the marshmallow, you don't see growing in the wild so much, certainly around here in Lincolnshire. But what you do see a lot of growing in Lincolnshire, both here and in waste ground in the city, is the common mallow. So this is Malva sylvestris. The common mallow sits within a botanical family of its own naming, the Malvaceae family, which also includes hollyhocks that grow in our gardens and are also blooming at this time of year, as well as the linden tree, the lime tree, as was featured in episode one of Edge of the Hedge. All the plants and trees in this botanical family share common features in terms of their leaf and their flower appearance. Oh, let's have a look. Let's get down and have a look a little bit closer. Now, this has grown almost to shoulder height. If you let it grow, it can grow really quite tall. But equally, you'll often see it growing in little clumps around the bottom of hedgerows or on, on wasteland. And it has the most beautiful purpley lilac flowers. With five purple light purple petals, with slightly darker set of pinky purple streaks going from the base of each flower up to the tip. And these petals appear to be plumbed into this kind of circular white flower base out of which sprouts this little, really beautiful, almost fountain-like strands of dark purple stamens. And you can just see so much pollen in here. nature to enjoy, and on this one I'm looking at the minute, there's this absolutely stunning little green shield bug of some kind, crawling over it. Exactly the same colour as the stalk. What a fantastic camouflage job you're doing there. And these flowers are plentiful very, very delicate and soft to the touch and the stem, the stem is so hardy and tough, it's round and it's solid, this is a survivor, this is tough but soft and then you have these tiny little hard tiny little firm hairs that are covering the stem as it goes all the way down into the ground. But the leaves are absolutely beautiful too. The leaves are, again, pretty delicate but they have this almost fan-like appearance with quite delicate veins running along the edge. And the thing with common mallow that you notice is usually the leaves are very, very well munched. Now, to me, that just says this is a tasty plant that is good for you, for insects. quite rare that you find a perfectly untouched mallow leaf. And they have a nibble on the flowers too. I can't say I blame them. But then often what you find growing next to them, it's these other flourishes of purple. And these are in full bloom at the minute too. And these are the flowers of black horehound or Ballotta. And this is part of the, the dead nettle family. It has a really stunning purple square stem with these incredibly intricate green, small green leaves that fade to this sort of purpley red at the edges. And then Surrounding each stem, in a wall, are these beautiful, tiny, purple flowers. You might see other purple flowers around hedgerows and wastelands at this time. You might also see plenty of thistles coming into flower and then turning into seed frequented by bees and butterflies this is the season of the purple this is the season of the purple against the green as the season progresses and edges towards autumn when the flower goes to seed it forms into these round sharp-edged discs Think of like a flatter chocolate orange or that Trivial Pursuit cheese or pie wheel. And it's this cheese wheel shape that gave rise to so many of the curious local names for this flower. In Somerset it was known as Billy Button. In Yorkshire the cheese flower Here in Lincolnshire, fairy cheeses. Although quite where my personal favourite old name for common mallow, Fliberty Gibbet from Yorkshire comes into this. I have no idea. The name Malva is said to derive from the Old English Malwa, meaning softening. And there's also some link to the word mellow as well. And mallow by its own nature is soft and it's mellow. Common mallows are hardy, they're survivors. They thrive on bare ground, on waste ground, on roadsides and in our hedges and urban areas. It doesn't need special care or fancy feeds, it returns as a perennial Year, after year, after year. What an unsung bright purple beauty of the summer hertro. Between July and October, try slowing your walking pace and look closer and see if you can spot any purple mallows near to where you live. Notice its sturdy softness against the hardening of the changing season, and the bees feeding from its plentiful pollen. and See what else you can notice about the nature of the mallow. It would be great to hear about your local mallows, whether that be sharing and tagging Edge of the Hedge in your social media posts and pictures, or by commenting underneath my posts on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll be sharing more about these mellow mallows in the coming weeks on social media and in the show notes, so come and explore a little more with me there, and let's unfurl more about this unsung purple beauty of the hedgerows. I hope you've enjoyed this second episode of Edge of the Hedge, and it would be so lovely if you could leave a review or rating for it on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. And why not share with friends and family too who you think might enjoy hearing about the Mellow Mallow? Join me again in late August for episode three of Edge of the Hedge and for future episodes too to help guide you in rekindling and nurturing your connection with the nature that surrounds you. Thank you for listening. Take good care of yourself and the rest of nature that surrounds us. You've been listening to Edge of the Hedge. A podcast written, recorded and produced by Hannah Sylvester with original music by Mark Holmes.